hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. Uh, if this is your first time watching Deep Dive, we're going to take a few minutes to get going here. So uh, sit tight. Uh, also, in, check the description below for time codes to search in it. Um, hopefully, things will be better than they were last week <laughs> or two weeks ago. Remember that the video was having problems on Twitch, so I don't know. Yeah, it's not. It's supposed to be a constant bit rate, and it's not. Uh, but YouTube's been going pretty well. Hello, LinkedIn user. So, uh, as or as as recently, <laughs> uh, if you don't need the closed captions, you can hop over to Twitch if Twitch is going okay. Um, it is having some trouble with this like bitrate stuff that's changing, and I think that's just a a bug. I think. Um, folks say it's going good, so we'll go with that. I've been struggling with my computer this week, let me tell you. I've been not not too pleased. Um, I finally got fed up of the sleep, sleep not working anymore. It'll sleep, it just won't wake up. Which means that whenever I step away from the computer and come back, I've got to open all my windows again. I don't I haven't lost any files, but just really annoying. So if you're a Linux person and know how to debug Linux power management sleep issues, <laughs> um, hit me up, because I'd love to get it fixed. So let me say hello to some folks. Uh, hi, Dave. Hi, Unexpected Maker. Hi, Randall. Hi, Palaf. Uh, hey, David. Uh, hi, Dishipu. Hello, Anecdata. Hello, Bruce S. Hey, Mark. Good to see you. Hi, Susan. Welcome to the deep dive. Oh, I feel a little rusty. <laughs> Even though it's been uh, only two weeks. The camera's going to not like me quite as much. New computer bits are in the supply chain. Hi, Xmicron. Hello, Cedar Grove. Hey, Gary Z. I have a used uh, motherboard if anybody wants a used motherboard. Because I bought that replacement when I thought the USB had given up the ghost. They sent me a, a different one. Just a, another copy. Instead of fixing it, they just sent me a new one. Well, I maybe referred to one. Hi, Quarky. All right, let's do housekeeping. Let's get this show on the road here. Um, and David said he'll be around most of the time. Maybe. <laughs> Biava says, uh, generally it just works or the manufacturer didn't bother debugging the BIOS and fixed it in Windows. Yeah. I rolled back the BIOS last night hoping that would fix it, and it didn't, unfortunately. 
I do suspect that it's BIOS churn due to Windows 11, though, because it was super solid for, like, a while. It was super solid for months and months and months, and then just in the last couple months, like, starting in... Yeah, I meant, I tried to look back and see... I wanted to look at all my boot logs for, like, a long time so that I could tell when I, like, started doing uh, cold start boots a whole lot more. Um... Unfortunately, my logs were rotating out just like the last two weeks, so I changed that number, but I can't go back and figure out exactly when it started like happening every time. It's just been really frustrating. Um, yeah, even Windows has these, had issues. I don't think it's actually getting to Linux. Um, there's a like code indicator on my motherboard, and it's zero now when it's running okay, but um, when it doesn't resume, it gives me a code. Um, hi, Hams Labs. Yeah, it's annoying. Okay, so, <laughs> sorry, that, that's not what housekeeping is. Uh, but thank you. Ugh, yeah, Ugh. just makes me want to go back to Mac, but at the same time, I like having a desktop with 16 cores. Um, okay, so, actual housekeeping. Hello, everyone. Uh, if you're new here, my name is Scott and I go by Tan Newt online. I work for Adafruit. Uh, Adafruit is an open source hardware and software company based out of New York City, but I live in Seattle. Um, so I am on Pacific time, <laughs> basically. So I work remotely for them. I have for a lot of years. It's not just a COVID thing. Um, I've worked remotely since I started working for Adafruit in 2016. Uh, and I started kind of the whole time I've been working on CircuitPython. And CircuitPython is a version of uh, Python designed for microcontrollers, which are like little inexpensive computers. Um, here is one with a bunch of wires connected to it. Uh, so there's a chip on there that has a full computer all embedded in it. And it, the chip itself is only a few dollars, that board. Uh, the, the full device we call a board. And they're like, you know, 20 to $100, depending on what setup it is, but still a lot cheaper than what you would think of as a, a regular computer. Um, so we get Python running on that. There's no OS, there's no Linux or anything. Uh, it's just Python, which is pretty neat. Um, <laughs> uh, so if you want to chat with me and a lot of others, you can go to the Discord server. The middle box here is the, the live broadcast chat on the Discord server. Uh, to join it, you go to the URL adafru.it slash Discord. Um, this is a deep dive. Deep dives happens, happen every week, uh, except when I'm taking weeks off. They normally are Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, which is this normal time. And it typically, typically goes for two hours more, and questions are welcome because we've got plenty of time. Um, today I'm going to try to wrap up just a little bit under our two hours because I actually have a thing to do uh, at four, <laughs> which is tasting sake. <laughs> it's not anything serious. Um, Yeah, I tried that. Sorry. Bruce is linking me to the Ryzen freeze on resume thing. I, I changed the power profile. Uh, just all I want, let me tell you, I'm a printf debugger. What I would like is a serial output. I would like a serial output that I can use my laptop to read that tells me exactly what it's doing. How hard is that? How hard is that? Turns out. Desktops are a lot of proprietary stuff. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, uh, the last bit of housekeeping before I get distracted is uh, next week is on Friday, and I was looking at the schedule, and it will be the last one of the year as well. So uh, next week on Friday will be the last of the year. Um, and then there's three weeks where we're not going to be streaming, so I'll be really rusty <laughs> in January when I come back. Um, the reason being is that the last two are Christmas and New Year's Eves, and then the previous one uh, is the before we take a weekend away uh, for our anniversary, which is also in December. So uh, next week we're on Friday, and then we're gone. Then I'm off for three weeks, and then I'll be back January 7th unless I change my mind. Uh, so if you want to get notified about whether that whether we change anything, um, make sure you join Discord, and then Discord asks to be added to the deep divers role. Um, I can ping that when we're changing stuff around. So um, let me say uh, hello to some folks that have just dropped in. Um, Quirky says, uh, reach out to Wendell from Level 1 Techs. Um, I'd love to find somebody who could help me with this. Um, uh, Minnesota Mentat says hello. Paul says hello. And Simon has, says hello from the UK. How are the cats? The cats are pretty good. Spook's just chilling. Vin's upstairs. My uh, partner has a space heater up there that Vin really likes to stay near um, because it's kind of chilly up here now. Um, Hamslot says hello. Hello, Andrew R. Hi, Fallow. Um, from Canada. I eventually turned off some of the sleep states in the BIOS and I randomly ended up with something that worked. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to do that. So if you have suggestions for an Asus, like I, I'm running on the dark hero now. Hello, Echoscope from Twitch. Um, yeah, so I've got an Asus dark hero. If you know how to like change the states that it's okay with, let me know. I'd love to try those. Um, I'm okay not sleeping as deeply if I can wake up. Because <laughs> it does sleep. Like it goes, it shuts down, it looks, it blinks like it's sleeping. And then I press a key and it notices the key. The CD, the DVD drive starts up. And, but the blinking still stays. The, the fans kick on, but like then there's a code on the, on the motherboard and I don't think it gets to Linux. Um, I don't know. I will tell you that uh, we've been showing all of this uh, Raspberry Pi CircuitPython stuff. It makes me appreciate the the desire to have a simple operating system on a comp more complicated platform. Um, so I'm happy to be working on that. So yeah, one thing I wanted to say was uh, since we're almost to the new year, uh, we'll do CircuitPython 2022 uh, in January again. This is a chance for us to kind of all think more broadly about what we want to accomplish in that year um, and post it for everybody to see and share it and discuss. Um, I linked in the notes doc to the, to the roundup from last year. Um, and I'm looking forward to doing it again in, for 2022. So expect to see that um, in January and think about uh, what you'd like to see for CircuitPython in the future. Hey Jeff. Okay, so that is uh, a note. The next thing 
what else did I want to cover? I should, oh, there was a couple of suggestions that I had. One, or Dexter Starboard asked for a an update on the Broadcom port, uh, which is what we were talking about. Um, Mark says, it sounds like a BIOS bug. Is there a BIOS update for the Dark Hero? Maybe a new GSA update. I updated it last night, so I'm on the latest. And I also tried the version that I was using on my regular Hero in January that I think was working. I, I tried switching back to that, and it did not work. Um, I did realize later today that I hadn't set uh, I hadn't set my RAM to use the XMP or the overclocking profile thing, um, which is like a gigahertz faster. So I should have been doing that, but I didn't do that yet. Um, okay, so David has a question. So for those of you new to the the stream, like we love questions, and I like to answer them. So David says, actually, let me switch to switch this off-screen thing. Um, David says, I have a question that maybe you can touch. I found an RP2040 with only one megabyte of flash, so too small for your decision to reserve the first megabyte for firmware. Would it be possible to have that as a parameter for board? Um... Yes, you should be able to set that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to, to edit it if that's the case. Um, like, just add a board def and, and add the tweaks for it. But they should have used more flash. <laughs> Although, I, yeah. Yeah, the one megabyte thing's hardwired right now, but the RP2040 will automatically detect how big the flash is, I think. Um, my Broadcom which oh Dexter says my Broadcom wish list control C handling async and uh, ulib so async and ulib should be things that you just need to turn on um, and then the control C handling I think you're talking about control C from the UART and I was working on UART today um, and I noticed that that wasn't in there so I'm hoping to add it um, I'm so there's two do, so the the if we go in kind of reverse chronological order the last thing I was working on was adding um, yeah sorry one more thing about the the motherboard bios thing it worked really well with the crosshair hero 8 a lot um, like it worked for months on that on the motherboard that's like an older revision of basically the one I have now. Um, yeah. So Mark, the the memory training unstable RAM can cause an issue from, with return from sleep. So the code that the motherboard shows is zero D, and if you look at if you Google it, it says it's a RAM thing. Um, so it's possible my RAM has started misbehaving I could find some other RAM to swap in and try but it's suspend the RAM so like the RAM shouldn't be powered down completely hello David um yeah so the last thing I was doing was uh yeah we should take this bio stuff offline like that's ugh, it's a pain um 
the last thing I was doing for Broadcom was I was working on adding full UART support. So the uh, BCM 2835567 for everything before the Pi 4 has two UART peripherals. Uh, and they're different types of peripherals. There's UART 0, which is a, a standard ARM one, and then uh, a UART 1, which is like their mini UART. Um, and I had originally implemented just the mini UART version because I knew that was kind of like always what it was connected to and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I've been working on adding support for the ARM standard UART uh, because the not only is there that second UART in the older Pies, but there's also four more copies of it on the on the uh, Pi 4. So you could have like six UARTs going if you really wanted to. Um, so... So yeah, I've been working on that. I just pushed it to my branch. So if you want to follow my work, you can always go on tan or github.com slash tannewt slash circuitpython. Click the branches button, and that'll show you the most recently updated branches um, that I've been working on. And then before that, I was doing pinmuxing information. And uh, so all our, the pin objects in the Broadcom port will now have alternate function information so that we can do searches for like, given these two pins, can I do I squared C? And if so, uh, what I squared C peripheral am I using? And so I added that, although uh, I I redid the, I did basically the, or similar work for, I did similar work for the, the UART stuff and decided a better way to find the, the instance stuff. So I uh, was doing that. And before that, if you didn't realize, the Broadcom stuff is checked in the main as of two weeks ago. I guess this is a, this is a two-week update because we skipped last week. Um, so it's checked in, and it's actually in the latest beta release. So um, that's great. Uh, and Jerry was trying it and found that the Raspberry Pi 4 is not working. So if anybody has gotten it working on the Pi 4, please let me know. I've only done it with the CM4 um, network booting rather than booting from the SD card, so there might be a bug there. Um, Dexter Starboard's using it on the 02W, um, which is neat. Um, and yeah, so what I've been trying to do is get all of the like core bus IO buses going. So SPY will be the next thing I work on after I do UART. Um, and UART is compiling, I just haven't tested it. So I think it's pretty close. Um, so that'll be cool. Uh, and it's live on circuitpython.org slash download. So if you do want to try it, you can get it there. Now, this segues me into uh, what I was probably going to talk about today, although there is another topic that it was kind of requested for. Um, so the other thing I want to do is I want to create a uh, learn guide on how to actually install and then use uh, CircuitPython on these Pies. So that was what I was thinking I'll, I'll do today. Um, and I would actually give kind of a behind the scenes view of the Adafruit learn system, which I don't think has actually been shown by anyone. Um, but I thought I would do that today is create a learn guide for CircuitPython on the Raspberry Pis. 
because there are some gotchas around uh, there are some gotchas around uh, like what USB to connect to, for example, uh, can be a trick as well. I've been trying I've been trying to get WPE running on the Pi Zero 2W, and that has all been almost impossible to figure out. What is WPE? Ah, oh, this is a good thing to point out too. So <laughs> the Broadcom stuff was pulled in before the Thanksgiving break last week. Um, and uh, there was a number of people who tried it, which is awesome. The problem is, is that the submodule for the firmware, so for the files that go on the on the disk drive next to the kernel, um, that re Git repo was like 20 gigs large. Um, so it... The folks, uh, there's somebody on DSL, which I feel really bad about. Um, they were downloading WebKit for embedded. Interesting. WebKit for embedded. Huh. Um, that is interesting. Could we have a browser in CircuitPython? Um, hi, JF. <laughs> so, so yeah, so the, the original way that the Broadcom, mod Broadcom stuff got checked in the people who are cloning would have to download like 20 gigs worth of old files um, because of the Raspberry Pi firmware folder. So some of the work I did on Monday was to change the way that we do get, get submodule checkouts because I actually had found this issue um, in the CI already when I added CI support, uh, like the GitHub action support to CircuitPython, where it took like 10 minutes just to start like actually building stuff. And so I had already kind of like discovered a way that, um, so usually what some modules would do is you, you when, usually when you clone a Git repo, you just get the whole history. Uh, you have a full copy of it. Um, and, but with this Broadcom repo, because it's a bunch of binary blobs that they build, um, it's just gigantic. Uh, and so one thing you can do is you can do, you can tell Git to do a shallow uh, checkout or clone, which basically means that like, start on the branch and only get the latest commit. But the problem is, is that submodules allow you to say what commit you want, but that commit doesn't have to be the latest on the branch. And so if you do a submodule, a shallow submodule, you're going to get one commit, but it may not be the right one. Um, hey, Pierre. So what you can do and what it's, it's not easy to do. There's no easy way to do it from Git, but so we, so I added make, at the top level of CircuitPython, now you do make fetch submodules whenever you want to update the submodules. That'll be the best way to do it. Uh, because what it does is it says, for every submodule, let me just fetch the commit that I know I want. Uh, because it turns out that like newer Git servers, you can request uh, like the state of just a single file. You don't have to, um, you don't actually have to download everything. Um, but that, that's not true for all Git servers, so they like don't have like default support for this, which is silly. So what it does is was it what it does now is it does a submodule update init shallow for all of those submodules. But then it usually errors because it can't check out the right thing because because shallow is always the newest commit, not necessarily the commit that you actually want. Um, and so there's a follow up command that this make thing handles for you which then goes through each one of them, fetches the commit we actually want, and then switches to it. Um, so instead of downloading the entire history of something, you end up downloading the newest commit, and then you download the correct commit, and then change to it. 
um, which is clearly something that Git should do. Like Git, Git submodules really should just fix the, like they should just fetch the, the commit they know that they need. Um, Pierre says, that was a great update. Went from an hour-long download to a quick one. Yeah. It is something you only have to do once, right? Because once you have it, Git will only get the new stuff. Um, are you working with GitHub only, or do you run with multiple Git servers in parallel for redundancy purposes? So we're basically GitHub only, but the nice thing about this property of Git where uh, you essentially have everything, it's like if GitHub ever went away, like I have a full copy of the entire history of CircuitPython and MicroPython. Well, MicroPython as of what I've fetched. Um, but that's the advantage, and that's why Git is kind of called a distributed a distributed uh, version control system is because everybody actually has their own copy of of stuff. Um, it's always been somewhat of a mystery when my CircuitPython clone breaks. Yeah, so if you ever do, if you if your submodules are ever out of date, you should be able to do just the git. Oh, but I I remembered a thing I forgot to put in there. <laughs> so git fetch submodules should work most of the time. The thing that it won't handle right now that I should have added is if you change the rem, the the remote URL for a submodule. So say we're using an Adafruit version of something for a little while. Um, because we needed to have a, a bug fixed, and then we're going to switch back. That's when you actually need to get submodule sync, um, which that command does not handle right now, and it should be added. Um, if Git went away without notice, I think the world would implode. Well, GitHub, GitHub, but I mean they're they're owned by Microsoft now, so it's not like they're they're gonna like lose money or anything like, or shut down because of money <laughs> yeah there's only one cat we usually only have one cat I did uh, I gave up on the keyboard system with the like tripod mount thing so I do have the the cat cams actually on a tripod mount now that's why it's a little bit different angle um, okay any other questions before I try to get my brain in learn guide mode the, oh, you know, the other thing that uh, I think Foamy Guy was asking about was uh, debugging CircuitPython. And I think that actually should just be a guide as well. <laughs> like general techniques for debugging CircuitPython specifically. Um, so if we switch, let's switch to the desktop here. Um, oh man, I got that window exactly right. So here's the notes doc. Oh, and I don't need this stuff. That's Christmas present stuff. <laughs> okay. So we go to learn, and we have. I'm, I wrote this guide a long time ago now. There's this debugging Sandy with GDB. This is meant to be more of a generic, like, how do I... Oh, man, I have Arduino Zero on there. Um, it's old, and it really should be updated. Um, 
but it is very hand, handy and I, uh, yeah. Really nice guide to have. Yeah, and, and yeah, this came from Foamy Guy and I talking about uh, doing the MP printf. So there's this guide, and then there's, um, we, we also have a building circuit Python guide. Uh, but I was thinking it, we should probably have a, a, a debugging circuit Python guide that can link to the GDB one, like, oh, get GDB set up. And then I really should update that too. Um, so let me show you something. So uh, I wanted this, I thought this would be cool as a deep dive for, for learn. Um, and so let me actually just point out the things that you typically don't see because I'm logged in here and I have access rights. So um, here we are on the building circuit Python page and, now, and you can actually see page status here. So, um, and I, oh, I should also say, I'm a newbie when it comes to Adafruit Learn. There are other people that are much, much uh, more proficient at Learn themselves. Um, so I guess I should take a step back as well. So what is Learn? <laughs> so if you go to learn.adafruit.com, um, this is the, uh, this is, I think of it as kind of like the core marketing machine for, for CircuitPython and Adafruit in general. So it, I think the, the value add for Adafruit is that not only do we make stuff, but we also teach you how to use it. Um, Pierre says, for the debugging, you might have to dif differentiate between debugging the Python code versus debugging the core. Yeah, so I would, I, I think it would be a guide for specifically debugging the core, um, is what I'm thinking of. So Learn is is a system that stores uh, project tutorials, um, and this is this idea of this. So how should I say this? This is really core to Adafruit's business, right? So if you click something, and then in the guide, what you do, you get these like featured products, and you can add it to the cart. So, right, like the the value add proposal of Adafruit is that not only do we sell you awesome products, but we also give you sample code uh, and tutorials and drivers for it as well, right? So it's, we're not just selling you the board; we're selling you the support that comes with it and things like that. Um, so I got a question from Mento. Any idea why DAC output in ESP32 was responding with three different voltage levels with 10 seconds latency sent to signal instead of linear 256 levels? What system are you using? Um, I don't know why it would be only three different levels. Sorry, I don't know. I haven't done ESP stuff in a lot in a while. Oh, you reflashed it and it worked better. That's good. Um, yeah. So, so learn. And if you go to, I think it's LadyAda.net. The story goes that, like, um, make. So this is. 
Lady Ada, Lamore's website, um, even before Adafruit existed. So the story that I've heard is that Adafruit came out of these projects that Lamore would write up. She would say like, oh, I want to like write a guide for some of these things, like a TV be gone. I guess, yeah, so here you can see it. It says it's been moved to learn. Um, so, so the idea of teaching people to build things with electronics via a guide is like it predates Adafruit. So um, we have ladyada.net and the story that I've heard is that people would find these tutorials and then want to buy all the stuff to build the tutorials. Um, and so Adafruit started as a kidding business where you would put all the pieces of a tutorial together and then sell that to people. Right, so learn is the evolution of ladyada.net, which is showing you all these tutorials. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is my understanding: is that this is kind of Adafruit origin story as I understand it, having not been around when, like, I was a customer for a little while, uh, but not uh, not this early. Um, so that's that's an important context, I think, for learn. So uh, this guide component has always been a part of CircuitPython, or not CircuitPython, well, CircuitPython too, but of Adafruit. And then at some point, we needed a system, Adafruit needed a system to manage all of the guides. Um, and at some point, it's no longer just, like, Lamore is Lady Ada, is the first person that's guide writing. But over time, you get more and more people, they start paying guide authors to document their projects because that's what Adafruit does, <laughs> uh, is they, they write guides and sell the products to make the guides. Um, and so from what I've heard, Justin, Justin and Tyler are brothers that, um, I don't know when it was, but they, came, they were going on show and tell pretty regularly. And they, I think they were the first two remote folks to be hired by Adafruit. And they were, they were hired to work on Learn. Um, so Learn is a system that stores all the version history of, uh, of different guides and um, serves them to folks and links it to the, to the product pages and reverse. So um, just like you can go to a Learn guide and see what products there are, you can do the reverse as well. So if you go to adafruit.com and then pick a product like, let's pick something a little older. So if you click here and then you scroll down, there's a link to learn guides. So it's, it, you can go both directions. You can go from learn to products and from products back to learn. Um, it's relatively recent that we've had this notion of primary guide. Um, and that's like, these guides are, are Katni's bread and butter. So thank you to Katni for, for that. Um, <laughs> yay, first Python project. Welcome, Anthony. Hi, Maiko. Um, Okay, so this is where Learn is today. And like I said, I'm not a huge user of Learn. A lot of what I do is, is not Learn. I've written a few guides, but I've not written a ton of guides. Um, and in fact, we might be able to see... 
So, so this is just like me looking at a guide. Here's the extra stuff I'm seeing. So there's page publish, there's draft moderation and published. So uh, this is there so that um, someone like Lidiata or Anne can, uh, Lamore or Anne can, uh, if it's in moderation, Anne and Lamore will look at it before they get published. Mark says, these guys were invaluable for me to get into all this, and I still refer to them all the time for examples on how to do things. Well, that's the other value that these guides have, is that Lamore's learned from the start that like having it documented what she, she's doing is a great resource for even for herself in the future. So that was one reason the G, GDB debugging guide was written from me, is like, I want to remember how to do this. <laughs> uh, and so I'll write a guide on it too. So... Um, Learn has evolved a lot. Tyler and Justin are still kind of some of the core devs. The team is actually bigger than that now. Uh, there's also Sheehan. So it's at least those three that do learn. Um, and I think that's primarily what they work on. So um, you can see here there's like secret. You might see some secret pages here that I can see that are not publicly available. Um, both, I think, gray, but also like... The red ones I don't think are published. If we click this red one, um, we can see that the page is actually in draft status now. Um, and then I can switch to editing it too, but this is not, I don't want to edit this. Um, and let's, what's it say about resources here? Page status private. <laughs> um, so that might be like internal notes and stuff as well. So let's go to let's go to back to one of my guides and just see what else there is. Actually, I think I have it open still. Yeah. So there, there's a little bit of uh, this is Dan's guide. Fifty-two saves. That's awesome. This saving thing is relatively new, and guide type and difficulty. It's cool. They've done some really neat stuff. Um, so here's my here's my guide, and I want to I want to show this component. So here you can see maintenance. So if you've ever written something in the like on the guide, usually there's or there's this feedback corrections link. It will take you to a place to give feedback on a guide, and I want to show you what that looks on the, like on the other side, and also <laughs> show you that I'm really bad about responding to it for my own feedback. So I, I should be better about that. But let's take, there's six unresolved feedbacks here. Um, I'm going to drag this just off screen to just to make sure that there's nothing nasty, uh, which there probably isn't. No. Okay, so let me show you this. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't spam or anything, which I don't think we usually get. But so here's my... Um, Here's the feedback that we're getting. Um, new versions of Brew don't use Cask. You only need Brew install GCC ARM embedded now. Well, that's pretty wild. <laughs> so I think I'll actually just fix these. Um, and the other thing I wanted to point out is that, um, oh, cool. So if I click software installation, 
I think they said this bit here. So I like Markdown. So what the way that uh, guides are structured is that there's like multiple different types of elements kind of sorted out, I guess. Um, and they made a Markdown one for me, uh, which is what I'm using, but it means that it's not like particularly nice to edit. So I think I think what they were saying is that we just do brew install now. And one person said to do the cask thing. So I'll just hit save. So that should be done. So this is me in editor view. Um, hey, Matt. And I should say hey to MD Roberts too. So we still have the published stuff, but we have more settings. And then if I hit preview, it will take me back to the original page. Um, and then on the left, we get, <laughs> I'm kind of exploring this myself. Uh, if you have questions about this, Katni's the person to ask about all this. So mirror existing pages, um, template pages. Katni's a wizard with all of that stuff. Um, so you can do some fancy things like there's kind of stock standard like tutorial stuff for getting CircuitPython going. And so you may write that once and then want it in like the guide for every single board that we have. So that's what mirroring allows you to do. And then templating allows you to make some adjustments on that as well. Um, I'm not a, I don't know how to do all that. And translations must be new too. I think um, FedA2 is, uh, Alvaro is the person to thank for that. Here's some interesting. I didn't even know there were stats here. Let me look. How how do people like this? Average time on page, 5.68 minutes. 3.44k views. 38 views a week. Oh, that's for the guide. So that's new. I haven't seen that. Um, okay, so we were doing feedback, so let me go back to the feedback. And does anybody is anybody on Mac? So the most recent, or I guess this is the most recent as well. Do we actually need the dash dash cask? Does anybody know? Because this person says you don't need the cask. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll just, I think, it, I, I imagine it's without the cask now. Well, three of the four say to have it, so maybe I'll just add it. Let's go back. It probably doesn't hurt. Oh, and I wanted to point out that there's editor status here and connected. So it means that other people can't edit it at the same time. Um, so sometimes we have problems where like if you leave your browser tab open, it will keep you locked. Um, whenever I use Brew on my work laptop, I don't use Cask. Cask is, was traditionally for uh, things you don't build, things you just download and install, I think is what the distinction was. Like ARM GCC is just a zip that you download. <laughs> Fellow says, now I need to know. Um, okay, so here's 
I think part of the frustrating part with this feedback stuff is that once you do it, all you do is delete it. So that's, I think, frustrating. Like, I can't, I don't know how to, like, contact the people that filed this to tell them that, like, I actually fixed it. Um, so let's delete that. <laughs> Would it be possible to add a photo of the cable connection to the JLink EDU Mini on this page? Um, nothing that prevents the cable from being on backwards. HTML entity has been... this is correct this is not actually what I was gonna do but I thought I I should at least go through it um. huh. management of GUI applications Well, it sounds like they're talking about the JLink, JLink EDU Mini. This one. So this just has this connector that doesn't have the shroud. It does have pin one though. So I think that's the thing is, what I can do is if I go in, edit this uh, I don't really want to take a picture because I don't have that um, but that is this is the section we want to do it On the EDU Mini, match the one label to the straight side of the cable. Okay. <laughs> I turned up specifically for the snack on the thumbnail. We have cats. We're we'll do CircuitPython tutorial stuff shortly. Foamy guy says I have one and can get a photo of it this weekend. Sure. Uh, can you do you have moderation right can, can you edit this guide or should I add you as an author uh, if you wanted to add it that would be awesome um, okay back to the desktop after our cat break 
Um, okay. Yeah, go ahead and add that. I'm going to delete this feedback, though. So let's go back to my feedback, and we'll delete that. I assume, I assume that when we delete, it actually just marks it as deleted. Um, what are the differences here? Two corrections needed. I mean, I see this ampersand. <laughs> Love the cat. Thank you. So this is in, this is the wrong page. For what type of measurements are you using oscilloscopes most often? I I usually only use it in oscilloscope to just get a very brief idea of what a signal is. Like if I want to just poke around, I use. I'm a software person, so I use logic analyzers way more than I use. Um, oh, yeah, here we go. This is what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, I use logic analyzers way more than oscilloscopes. How is that a... Yeah, this is a, like a rendering bug because it's correct in here. <laughs> so I can't I can't fix that myself. Uh, but I think I can. Um, I'll just drop it in. I can bug to learn, folks. I don't know how to link to feedback. I'll do that later. I'm in the internal Slack. Some scopes have logic analyzer stuff built in. That's true. Mine does, I think. I never know how to use it. <laughs> I'm more of a Sally Hay person. Okay, so we've got about an hour left. Are there any other questions about? Uh, well, let's, let me just look at these. This tutorial is superb. What tutorial is that? Oh, these are all the feedbacks? These are all the pending feedbacks. That's not what I want. Where is that? I hit here, but it gives me all the feedbacks. Your guides. Let's look at my guides. Feedback defects. Oh. Creating and sharing a CircuitPython library. What does this say? 
Um, cookie cutter prompts for Adafruit product ID. Need to update this doc. Drivers.rst doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I don't know any of this stuff. This might be another thing to see if Foamy Guy can fix for me. All right, I can't do this stuff. Let's do a new guide. Create a new guide. And I'll close my tab viewer thing. Circuit Python on Raspberry Pi. The problem is, is that if we look, when we think about what to name it, and we search for Circuit Python Raspberry Pi, Circuit Python on Linux and Raspberry Pi. Maybe this should even be. No Linux. <laughs> that's true. A few months ago, I found all spy pins on unknown microcontroller with a multimeter. Yeah, that's a good idea. Python device. No other OS needed. Use the word native. Yeah, we've been thinking about what the best way to describe this has been. Um, is bare metal not meaningful? I don't think bare metal makes sense to people. Um, but this is where I, this is where I thought it would be uh, good for me to do this on my stream <laughs> to get all of your feedback on like what I should talk about. Um, Circuit Python seven point one. You can run. The simplicity. Uh, Circuit Python, Raspberry Pi hardware, yeah. On a regular Raspberry Pi. Python runs <laughs> bare metal. Meaning, doesn't have an operating system. Circuit Python OS directly. Bare metal to me means setting all the registers by hand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I am trying to use language that people would 
<laughs> in the sysadmin circles, bare metal usually means not virtualized. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. I was watching some of the videos from the KVM summit or something and heard him say that. I was like, what? What does it mean to run Linux bare metal? But yeah, not virtualized. Um, okay. What are my options? It's not a product. It is definitely not beginner. Primary products. Oh, it's not a primary product one. Search rank. I don't want to take too much time, right? Like, I don't have to get this perfect. I can edit it later, which is my MO for just about everything. Uh, Circuit Python. It doesn't go under microcontrollers. <laughs> it can go under programming and Raspberry Pi. Oh, you know, this is probably... Okay. No OS. I mean, and CircuitPython is kind of like the OS at this point, too. Minnesota Mentat has that point, too. It's like no other OS? I don't know. Okay, let's, let's just go. Let's... This is the way I like to do things. I like to just brain dump, right? So, new page. This is not something I do very often. Overview. Uh, let's not do it as markdown. Let's do it as text. The Raspberry Pi single board computers are normally used with the Raspbian OS. This provides, hey, G3 Holiday, no penguins. Should we like have an like circle with a cross it, cross it out for it? is great for gaming and web browsing but isn't designed for microcontroller like tasks circuit python is designed Microcontrollers. Hmm. Tasks like reading I squared C. And spy devices and be trickier. Furthermore, Linux system maintenance 
can be CircuitPython OS name. Can anyone write these learn guides? So we do need to add people, uh, give accounts. So if you're interested, generally what we'd like to do is like see the, what project you're working on or what you'd like to write a learn guide for, and then we will give you access to it. Um, but yeah. And for Raspberry Pi, says they have an MCU part. Yeah, I know the RP2040 blurs the line a lot. Um, that's why I said the Raspberry Pi single board computers can be tricky for beginners. Instead of using, instead of using Raspbian, you can now, can now use CircuitPython instead. This greatly simplifies system maintenance and makes it easier to treat the pi like a microcontroller. Hey, Christopher. On the flip side, I'm not a writer. <laughs> Folks used to direct un unrestricted access to the hardware. Yeah, AKA it's not secure at all. Although it doesn't do any, doesn't do any uh, networking right now either. Although Lady Ada pointed out it may not be too hard to add Wi-Fi support. Hopefully, maybe Anecdata is watching. I'm hoping they'll take on the challenge. So if anybody is interested in Wi-Fi support for this, uh, Lady Ada pointed out the fact that the MicroPy like the MicroPython PyBoard D from Damien uses an STM chip, but then has the external Wi-Fi controller is the same or similar Wi-Fi controller uh, as what the Raspberry Pis use. So if you wanted to try to get that working, what you would do is you would take a look at how the PyBoard D works. Um, yeah. Yeah. Christopher said, howdy boys. And David rightfully points out that there might actually be other folks, not just boys watching this. So good point. Um, on the flip side, folks used to CircuitPython will be uh, ex uh, running CircuitPython on the Raspberry Pi brings increases the amount of flash and RAM to CircuitPython programs. Yeah, 
Seagrover says a huge benefit is the added system capacity and performance for larger and more demanding CircuitPython projects. Yes, totally. It also adds the ability to use display I.O. on HDMI displays. Okay. So. status sections. Do these overviews limit things like what it will not do? Christopher, you don't need to say gendered things either way. CircuitPython support. Uh, for the Raspberry Pi boards, SVCs added in CircuitPython 7.1, and it's done under the Broadcom. Yeah, just say folks. SBC, single board computer. Thank you. And I meant to add that. Under the Broadcom port, it is uh, in. under development and still has bugs. <laughs> Critters. I found the Adafruit Neo slider. Do you have any experience with it to rate reading stability? I have not used the Neo slider myself. Mensen in Dutch, literally meaning people. There you go. Okay, what else should we have on the status page? Because I think, like, I'll do another page, which will be installation. Right, so... <laughs> So on installation, we're going to say, oh, you know what? Python builds Raspberry Pi boards are available on circuitpython.org slash downloads. One thing that a lot of learn guides have is, uh, <laughs> I get the pronunciation right? Nice. Um, 
that's an overview. Let's say is clear. SBC there in parentheses. Okay, so for installation, let me just look and see. So we're kind of mimicking the welcome to circuit Python guide. Downloading the latest version. Always back up your code before installing or updating. Click here to download CircuitPython from circuitpython.org. Download the latest software for your board by clicking the green button. <laughs> this crivet. Just like other microcontroller. Oh, you know what I should do? Button primary. If folks have more questions, I'm happy to answer them. Oh, what I was thinking is I should add a thing about um, Blinka. Let's go back to the another operating system. known as bare metal. I'm not a writer. Not a writer. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Um. 
Mercedes. That's maybe running programs from with um, Python in Python standalone because we edit the files using the computer itself too. I think we can, I think I can set keywords. Lovely A72, first time seeing behind the scenes of Adafruit Learn. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm sure Lamore has shown it. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, I'm, I'm clearly not, not here very often. Let's move this though. Let's put this in here. See the blink guide. Foaming guy says, I stepped away a minute. I'm not sure if he understands. I think a single board computer though. Yeah. Yeah, I answered in the stream details on how to do that. I love how the editor is just that tiny little little, little window in the middle. Well, so the, the Learn has an interesting paradigm where it's like a bunch of page elements. It's not like one one large thing. Um, I don't know. There might be other ways that people do it. Uh, but let's link to the other Learn guide here. Like this is meant to really get people going. Right, like it's it's designed for n like not computer programmers, <laughs> right? It's it's designed for gu guide authors. It's not designed for me. It's not designed for me. Okay, let's save that. 
Yeah, I could start on a bigger thing. Clearly don't have the words flowing from me anyway, but well, I mean one of the one of the key things with guides though is also like uh screenshots. So if we look if, if we look at how like installing CircuitPython is um I'm sure Scott thinks in Sublime, right? See, so there's like this screenshot here, what you should see. So I should take a screenshot of just the Raspberry Pi boards. I don't need to talk about drivers. I don't need to talk about bootloader. Um, but I will need to show like, if you download this file. Yeah, this is all really, Katni's a really good author. Well, there's like one, two, three, four, five different authors of this page. So may, there might be a full screen version. I don't remember. Like I'm a, a relative novice newbie at, at all this stuff. But let's do a let's do a screenshot. Go in basic. I don't know how big pictures need to be. Sure. Let's just do that. I wonder if I can. Does that work? Upload. <laughs> Dang. Mm -mm -mm. Where'd my window go? Download. Screenshot. Okay, it's in downloads. I wonder if I could drag and drop. Drag and drop. Hey, oh. Sure. Looking forward to resuming sloppy memory management coding techniques again. I know, right? Oh, you know, I didn't even check. I have way too many Firefox windows open. Okay, so we click here. Okay, and then it, so let's take a screenshot of this. Download. Open. Oh, add an arrow. I want to add an arrow. I don't think I can add an arrow from learn. I don't know if I've done. Can ocular add arrows? Yes, it can. Draw a straight line in red. 
change it. Arrow thickness. Oh, it's going to make me. Arrow settings. Open arrow. I like closed arrow, but it's not filled, is it? Maybe it is. Can I control Z? Yes, I can. I can also circle it. Is that what I should do? But the current file format does not support what? I can draw an arrow, but it can't save it to a PNG. Export as plain text. That's not what I want. Hmm. Discard. I'll do that later. Next, click on the board that you have. Oh, on GIMP, okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> GIMP is a derogatory term. It means somebody that like doesn't walk well. How would I say it? Um I'll be my placeholder. Media. Drag and drop. I'm glad drag and drop works. That's awesome. Yes, that's fine. Word page. Flame shot. Ooh. I'm sure I could download it. I kind of like the Firefox screenshot thing, but it just it doesn't let me do the annotation. The stable or unstable version of CircuitPython. Shelly, you can select. There's a fork of GIMP called Glimpse just for that reason. Is it updated? Also select a language for all of the serial messages, including Python errors. 
It's slang. Twisted silk, worsted, or cotton with quarter wire running through it. Oh, text-to-speech censored me too. I assume it's like GTK image processing or GNOME image processing, something like that is probably how they came up with it. Broadcom. Let's come in two different. disk.image.zip <laughs> Early open source devs are known for poor judgment when it comes to language. GNU, oh, I was wrong. GNU image manipulation program. is a full file system image it is typically used by used by imager programs like rpy imager <laughs> can't read the small text. Is this text too small? I can make it a bit bigger. Maybe. Okay. Hopefully that's a little better. Uh, let's mark this as code. directly onto an, S an existing SD card. <laughs> should we show both? I think we should at least show, like I was planning on showing the RPI imager thing.
disk image is best to start with, but may overwrite the CircuitPython file system if used for updating. The actual behavior varies based on the imaging program. <laughs> Am I late for the SirPi RazPi no OS stream? You're not late. Not late. We got another 20 minutes or so. I'm going to have to finish that. I'm going to have to finish this next week. I did think of we're going to want um, another page while I'm thinking of it. Connecting to USB. <laughs> Raspberry Pi boards are typically designed to make it easy to connect USB devices, typically designed to make it easy to, to connect USB devices like mice and keyboards. However, CircuitPython is usually on a device itself, usually acts as a device itself. That's how it presents as a CircuitPy drive, for example. Some is I wonder if I should have a picture of like USB A versus USB B micro B there is a USB guide I think I think it might just be USB C though like Raspberry Pi 0 and the USB gadget gadget is the term used by Linux USB connectors. So I'm just a USB connectors. I thought there was. Maybe it's only USB C, which is confusing. <laughs> mm. case, the Raspberry Pi itself is known as a USB host. 
Circuit Python's not in my spell check dictionary. That assumes I know how to add words to a spell check dictionary. <laughs> Rectangular USB A connector. Usually designates the host side of a cable. Smaller micro B style plug or on newer boards. I wonder if I should have instructions here for different boards. Probably makes sense. This is just another deep dive where I'm out of my element. That's kind of my MO, isn't it? Showing new, new stuff. Python on the Raspberry Pi, the USB, there was a guide for USB-C cables, ah, thank you, David, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, but I'm covering more than that, for CircuitPython on the Raspberry Pi, the USB device capable connector varies per board, per board design. Example on both the 0 and 0.2w, the USB micro B connector can be used as a device. <laughs> the great thing about USB-C is it contains all the protocols. A lot of protocols are moving towards PCIe, though. The whole idea of like different power capabilities for USB-C cables is just like kind of wild, too. Not the power 
my cookie though. Team for IO board as a micro B as well for good night, Dave. For USB device. Pi four. Indicate either USB device or host. Did I mess it up? Or host. Thank you, WM6H. <laughs> Micro B as well for the USB button. The Pi 4 is trickier. I feel like maybe this should just be a list. I should probably just do it as a list. Or I either do it as a list or I do it as, Im like, ideally it's images with, like, arrows, right? Like, I could just have like zero, zero, two W, blah, 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 blah. That's really what I should do. Okay, let's just do that. I have some boards. <laughs> I mean the official CM4IO board. I mean the, the chunky one that I've been developing with. I don't mean other CM4 boards. Those will be separate. Board description on circuitpython.org includes instructions. info for supports. Official Raspberry Pi boards. It's a good way to do it. Okay. Let's do some images. What was it? Fire what did Bobby guy say? Yeah, okay, that's right. Deshipu was saying I could do it in the GIMP. <laughs> Which it probably... I don't think I get dinged for saying it. Does that make it not child-friendly? I, I didn't mark it as child-friendly anyway. Um, okay, I need to download some images. So let's just pull them up on Adafruit and download them. Zero two W. Oh, I always, I always put a space there. So let's download this. How do I download? Oh, you know, it's in the learn guide, isn't it?
2991. Flame shot. I'm going to need that. Let me just install it. Although I'm just about done. Oh, can I open other files with it? Oh, cool. That's not quite what I want, but not not for editing an existing file. But, uh, I can use that in just a sec. That's what I want. <laughs> Should I do just a very basic like pencil red? How big? This USB. <laughs> That's pretty. Pretty not not a circle. <laughs> you know what I could do instead? I could probably do a better arrow. Ah, uh, drawing with the trackball is hard. What, how did Deshifu say to do it? I think it was in on YouTube. Had to do a shift, right? Hold down shift and click where you want it to end. Click. Click, shift. <laughs> nope, not that. Brush or pencil. Wait, that was what I wanted. Ah. Look at that. That'll do. <laughs> Strike selection. Should I fill, try to fill it in? Uh, trackball's so hard. Ah. <laughs> this deep dive is Scott does graphics. Scott writes and does graphics. Okay. Overwrite. We don't need the original. Hidden non-obvious features? Never. CircuitPython does too. Somebody was like, 
I just need a thing to write like a few bytes to non-volatile memory. And I was like, you mean like NVM? <laughs> Sketching with Scott. That's a great idea. Um, all right, so let's add another. Well, so this is why. So now what I can do is if I hit text here, I can say pi zero to space w connect to the micro b uh, connector marked USB. Inline code. And heading. Save. But now watch. I can go like this and reorder the elements. <laughs> Just print out the picture, draw on it in a red Sharpie, take a picture of that, and upload it to the servers. Easy. <laughs> yeah. I think that is a very clear picture, though. Could be worse. Okay. We could do it as a side too, but I think that's fine. Yeah, I put a blink on it. Um, <laughs> this makes me appreciate the work that all the other learn authors go through. They're much better at this than I am. But, yeah. Um, okay, so let's do text again. Let's do pi4 uh, model b. USB device of the USB-C power connector, also device capable to connect to it, power use a Powered USB C hub USB hub to both power the Pi and connect it to your computer. Although it sounds like it's still Jerry wasn't able to get it working, so it's broken right now. But these probably shouldn't be hitting ones. Probably be heading twos, but that's fine. Uh, all right, let's do the same thing. Let's do some more art. Sketching with Scott. And put another arrow. Pi 4, model B. Hey, it's in stock. I don't care which RAM one it is. Save image. 429.96. Open it up. Open the GIMP. And if we do boom, put some happy little ports over here. I was like, wait, what? No, those are HDMI. 
Ah. Should really get a mouse out for this. I'll overwrite, export. I'm sure folks like Kathy make this look easy. Writing and teaching is a great skill to learn alongside all the tech stuff. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that, like, <laughs> use bucket fill. Yeah, too easy. Um, it's important to note that, like, this really it's it makes it, it's hard for me but the value that we get out of it is actually a lot like it's worth me doing uh it's worth sharing the knowledge that you have on how to do stuff uh all right last call for questions since we're going to edit in about five minutes fence off so bucket fill we'll sort it yeah that would involve switching um let's do the io board last here Raspberry Pi CM4 IO board has a dedicated micro USB micro B connector for USB device. So we do this as heading two. So if you go and learn right now, you won't be able to see this, but I think I can dump a preview link. How's the cat? Still asleep. <laughs> Makes me think I should do a GIMP tutorial. That'd be cool. Hope we can find another time code taker for next week. Uh, David can't do time codes. You want to see the cat. Well, we, we see the cat right before the end here. Let me do one more board first. And then we'll do the cat before we go. I don't have a desktop plus cat cam. Oh, I think it's compute module. Yeah, here we go. Save image, 4787. Open it up. Open it up. Oh, it's already open. And it's here. So let's see. And we can do a fill. Ah, oh, too easy. <laughs> Export or overwrite, overwrite. Okay. And oh. Yeah, so let's see. What else do I want to do? I want to do Raspberry Pi 
imager images to show you how to like pick uh, pick the file from it. And then maybe I should do the HDMI display just to show how to switch. So if you have ideas on what I should cover in this guide that are Raspberry Pi specific, not just generic CircuitPython stuff, uh, let me know. Um, <laughs> you're welcome, Minnesota Mentat. All right, let's wrap up. Um, this is enough. I think if folks do want to see it, if I reset my view, there's more options here. I think this preview token overview. I think if I open it in preview mode, I'll dump this in Discord. I think the preview token means that you all would be able to see it too. You are console connection. That's a good point. Let me let me just take some notes. Um, should we have a debug? Debug. You are uh, to connect to GDP. <laughs> I assume USB hostiness is not yet part of the CircuitPython OS. No. Unfortunately, there's like three different ways that you can do USB host from a Raspberry Pi 4 at least. And the one that I care about the most is the one that would work on the Pi 400. And that involves a USB host chip that's connected over PCI. So I've pointed that out to TAC with the hope that he'll take it on. It's an XHCI chip, which is like a USB standard. Um, but it's not a simple thing to do. So. If you want to take that on, that'd be awesome. I don't think I'm going to get to it before I switch over to doing some espresso stuff. So I think kind of my plan for this Broadcom port is to do the guide, to do spy, maybe PWM so that we can do dis display backlights. And then um, I'd like to do zero. I'd like to cover the whole range. I'd like to get the tooling for all of them. Um, so the original zero works as well. Um, but I, I don't think I'm going to be able to get to Wi-Fi or um, USB hosts in the next few months, unfortunately. I'm going to, I want to switch off and want to do the BLE workflow stuff in the ESP system starting in January. That's kind of my goal. My goal is to switch to the Espresso stuff in January. So, yeah. USB host would be really cool, but it's just... I've been in this mess of Broadcom for a while. So I'm going to try to extract myself a little bit. There's bugs that need to be chased down too. Um, so yeah, please help. <laughs> please help with that. Okay. Um, let me know if you want to take notes next week. Um, so let me know. And this has been, let me go to here. Uh, thanks for watching the deep dive. Happens most weeks uh, at Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, for goes about. Uh... Oh, you can add the same preview token to the next pages to see them. Um, 
and what else? Uh, next week, next week will be normal time on Fridays, uh, but then the next three Fridays after that, we won't. I won't be streaming. I'll return probably most likely January seventh, and we'll talk Circuit Python twenty twenty two, and I think that's it. Is that the housekeeping? Thanks to David for taking notes. Um, and thank you to Patrick for getting all those notes in one place in the deep dives repo. Um, if folks have, uh, keep an eye out for this. I'm going to try to keep working on it next week. Um, and go ahead and bug me about it too. Uh, with that, I'll quickly pet the cat and then I got to get out of here. So I, I promised cats. I'll wake him up. He likes pets. definitely sleepy. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week.